0: This is Still Rowing, a podcast where members of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints share their authentic stories of struggle and triumph on their journey of discipleship, and just why they are choosing faith in the restored Church of Jesus Christ. Kelly King is passionate about helping others to develop a personal relationship with their Heavenly Parents and Savior Jesus Christ. She's devoted her life to supporting clients and friends in reaching their faith and business goals. She leads a non denominational faith based group on Facebook called the Creating with God Community, and she enjoys running retreats and hosting book clubs to encourage others in their faith path. She also is a top global leader with doTERRA essential oils and enjoys assisting others with their wellness goals and supporting leaders focus on the business side of it. So welcome to the Still Rowing podcast. I am your host, Tara McCoslin, and welcome, Kelly. Thank Thank you for being here. (laughs) Kelly and I go kind of way back. It's been it's been a while since we've touched base, but I'm so grateful to have this time with you. Thank you. To begin, today we're going to be talking about letting God prevail through some of our greatest successes and greatest trials. And Kelly has experienced uh, the, the broadness of both of those. <laughs> so, um, can you just share some of your story from the past two decades? Give us a background on where you've been for context.
1: For sure. So, I recently am a, d- a single divorced woman. Um, I have three children who are ages 16, 18, and 22. I was married for 24 years. Um, That ended abruptly in 2021. And um, there was like a lot of trauma related to the divorce. And I spent like the last year healing from that, doing a lot of deep, deep work um, and understanding how to like process my own grief and emotions and upset and shock, but also to give um, forgiveness and compassion and understanding um, to the choices that were made um, with my former husband. So I'm just so grateful for the journey that um, I've been on in the last, you know, year and a half or so. And previous to that, I, as, As Tara mentioned, I am a doTERRA leader. I have a large global team. We've traveled all over the world with our family. We lived um, in Mexico and Bali. We served a mission at BYU Hawaii. I was uh, an entrepreneur and resident there. I love, love, love the leadership and the opportunities that I was able to participate in at BYU Hawaii for about a year there. Um, We also traveled extensively through Europe with our kids and Asia, and we've had a very rich, blessed life because of residual income with doTERRA. And I was feeling like we were able to serve in a large capacity. We were able to, um, you know, participate in a lot of charity work, a lot of good, um, good things. And... I felt like our life was really blessed in in a way that um, I was on a trajectory to keep moving forward. And so when the marriage ended abruptly, and I really didn't know what I didn't know, <laughs> and I I felt really broadsided. Like God, why didn't you tell me <laughs> what was mm-hmm. going on? Because I was in like a fantasy world. Um, you know, living my best life, you know, doing all these things. And then I didn't know what was going on in my marriage. And so, um, I've been like struggling for, um, answers of like, well, why didn't I know sooner? What, like what was going on? What, why wasn't I not listening, you know, and all of that, we can get into that later, but, um, but I, I know that there was a reason and a perfect timing of why the information came out the way it did. And, and i was protected i was rescued i was um able to grow you know in a, an ideal way um because of my faith and because of who i am and who i was and the foundation was laid before me so um so yeah that's kind of where i'm at <laughs> mm-hmm. with with the last 20 years, I guess, of my life. I've always been interested in entrepreneurialism. I've always been interested in helping people with goals, um, helping people to reach their potential. But for and foremost, like I know that um, we're all here for a reason and a purpose. And if I can help people to move that further along, then great. So I I look at this challenge that I've been facing in the last bit as kind of okay what can I do to now serve other people with this? Right. Yeah. Cause I was able to heal extraordinarily quickly. I feel, um, given the circumstances, um, because I, I went really deep with Jesus and really, really deep with forgiveness and it was almost a full-time activity for me, <laughs> mm-hmm. you know, and, and just my own healing. Right. And just, what do I need to heal this broken heart? And, um, and so I feel like, okay, well now I can take that and the launch, launch it, you know, to what have I learned that can help other people? So nothing's taken for granted.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Well, and I want to back up even a little bit more because, um, as you describe your life, you were living this dream life I was in so many ways and had so yeah. many opportunities, unique opportunities that many people don't get to travel the world and just have these rich relationships and and bountiful opportunities. Yeah. I want to go there for a moment because I uh, Kelly and I have known each other uh, for what? It's not been 20 years, but well. Kelly- Yeah. (laughs) Kelly started something called startup princess um, a number of years ago. And I learned about her uh, and startup princess. And, and even then Kelly, I saw in you this desire to create with God. And you were always very vocal about that partnership with God. You have chosen always in the success. And as you just described in the difficulty to partner with God. And so going back to Startup Princess and and talking about doTERRA, I'm curious if you can share with our listeners a bit about what it means to you to let God prevail in the successes of our lives and make him a partner in mm. that respect. Does that make yeah. sense?
1: That's great. Um, and so for those of you who don't know what Startup Princess used to be, it used to be an organization for women to network and to learn and grow in business and entrepreneurism. And, and I, I was really passionate about that for a long time. And then it kind of, you know, and had its ending. And, (laughs) um, but I, I am glad I got to meet Tara through that and so many other wonderful women. Um, so yeah. So when I was starting out as an entrepreneur, it was out of a necessity. I felt like this call to create additional income for our family. And I was really passionate about it and I, I felt joy in it and I was supported by my then husband in doing so. And, I felt really good about gathering women together and helping them to learn about business. And I'm still doing the same thing with doTERRA, right? But the the thing that I've seen is the thread of people's success is in when they include God in every decision of their lives, including business, and they ask and they receive, right? So I wear a key on my neck all the time. Oh yes. You can't see it. Um, those of you who are not uh, with me right now, Tara, (laughs) um, anyway, I have this little gold key, um, that I wear and it just reminds me to ask and receive and, and to continue that Q and a, and, um, even this morning I was doing that (laughs) with God. I was like, okay, what can I do to serve you today? Or, you know, how can I support this person? Or what can I say on this podcast, you know, whatever it is, and then the impressions come, and I just write them down. And I feel like that's so applicable to any area of your life, you know, so if you are going to, you know, um, build a boat, and you've never built a boat before, then why not ask the master builder, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And what my routine is typically if I'm coaching someone or for myself is I will just have them like write down the pressing question of their heart, you know, like where are you stuck and where do you need the next answer, you know? And, and then just turn to God and say, will you help me with this? I know if it's important to me, it's important to you and just be still and listen to like the initial impressions you know it's as simple as that and it applies to all areas i mean i i'm single woman i did that with uh, this situation <laughs> i'm dating this guy and i wanted to know god's perspective on it total like flow answers
0: mm-hmm. and
1: i am like okay like he cares deeply about relationships about business about you know every area of our lives and I'm just so grateful that that's a practice that I've, you know, turned to for many many years and it continues to be a strength to me and those that I introduce it to.
0: I love that. That's very practical wisdom right <laughs> there. Ways that we can bring God into business or relationship or whatever it is that we need revelation for. One thought that I had, had before our interview was that I have known many people who have been people of faith. And then they become, by the world standards, successful. Mm-hmm. And then they forget God and His mm-hmm. place on that path, on that journey. Mm-hmm. So I'm curious for you, um, because you have, by, again, by the world standard, you've been very, very successful professionally. How have you been able to keep God central in from the beginning, middle? I mean, continuing. Well, it's on. all
1: it's it's massive partnership for me like massive, like I wouldn't be able to create what I have created without himself, because if I'm doing the daily Q and A, he is my partner. Mm -hmm. So there's Mm -hmm. nothing that's like me on my own, just doing this thing. (laughs) It's like, no, like I'm checking in, I'm asking for guidance. I'm seeking to be in tune. I'm asking for guidance and direction oh, I need to move this, this way. Okay. Like we're just, it's a dance. Like he's my partner. And, um, so of course the success is his, it's not mine. Mm -hmm. It's Mm -hmm. he's led the whole thing. He knows the end from the beginning. He has the vision. He's the one that inspired the idea in the first place. So he gets all the credit and it's unconcerned.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Well, I love that because I do think that God does care. As you said, about the things that we care about. And that doesn't necessarily mean that all the things that we want, he'll give us. However, I believe that if the desires of our hearts are good and we turn to him, he will give us guidance and direction. And I love that humility that you exhibit. I think sometimes people, and very often prosperity is what draws them away. Mm -hmm. And Brigham Young said that very thing, that one of the, the things he was most concerned about when the saints came and settled in Salt Lake was that they would become so prosperous, so wealthy that they would forget God and essentially kick themselves out of the kingdom. <laughs> mm-hmm. And you have not done that, you have continued to well, partner with God.
1: I just I just know that um when you give your life over to God and when you partner with Him, you will exponentially grow faster and reach your goals quicker. Then otherwise. I have a really hard time, honestly, coaching people who don't have faith. I don't really know how to guide them <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> because I feel like, okay, like higher power, anything, you know, but once they say they believe in God, I'm like, great. Like, let's partner up, you know, let's move that forward. And, we know that we are his child, you know, like I look to him like a little girl and I'm like, daddy, (laughs) you know, teach me, walk with me. Like, where do you want me to be? And, you know, help me through the next steps. And he, yeah, he shows up that way. So.
0: Can I ask at at what point in your life did you really determine To partner with God, and what was the catalyst? Because I'm sure that there was some learning that took you to that place. That it, or maybe that's
1: kind of been in you
0: since you were little. Tell Um, us about that. I've always
1: had a lot of faith. I think I, I think that is a gift of mine. But I feel like when I was um, humbled the most financially, uh, when my children were tiny, and we were, you know, getting assistance from the church and from family and friends, I was like we don't know how to do this. (laughs) So God, like you just take the reins now, you know? And, um, I started to journal deep, you know, deep questions and really start to just pour out my heart and soul. I write my prayers out as well as the Q and a, and I, I just felt like, okay, if we're going to change our financial situation, we need to do it the way that nephi did it you know and the boat analogy again i mean he knew nothing about building a boat nothing 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 and here he was able to get to the promised land you know so if my promised land is business a certain amount of money or is a goal or a book or a project okay well what does the script look like what is the you know, what does the business plan look like? And God help me get those details because I don't know how to do this. And I don't care if you've been to business school or you've been to, you know, some fancy education course, whatever. No one can give you the guidance that God can give you. And he understands your unique talents, the people in your life who can orchestrate with you, the people that you can partner with, He knows all of it. He can set it up. And one of the biggest pieces of my success is who I've partnered with. It's not so much what I've done personally. It's who I've recruited. It's who I've enrolled. It's it's the people who um, have trusted me and who I've aligned with. And they're God-fearing people too. Like they have faith as well. And so when I talk to them like this, they're like on it. You know, they're like, yeah, I got it. We don't have to do much coaching, honestly, Mm -hmm. if you have a solid relationship, Jesus Christ, and you know, and our heavenly parents. So I don't know if that answers your question, but if you just teach people to. Ask and receive. That's really the only bit of information that they need from you. <laughs> you know, be <laughs> <You're> like, okay.
0: <laughs> well, I love this, and you know, actually, this this conversation is really blessing me right now, Kelly, um, because of the the trajectory I am on currently with a a responsibility that I'm going to be taking on right. in two or three years, right. and I have recognized that too often when I feel like it can't be done, it is because I'm focusing far too much on my own ability. And if there's anything that we learn from scripture, I was listening to another podcast and they were saying, it's interesting how God will just pluck some nobody out of nowhere and say, okay, now you are in charge of, you know, bringing the children of Israel out of Egypt, or now you are going to proclaim a repentance to this very wicked city. And by the way, you're going to, they are going to become the city of Enoch. Enoch and Moses, these men felt so incapable and inadequate. What was the, the difference for them? It was they partnered with God. They let God prevail in their lives.
1: Like, why would we like, oh yeah, I know best, you know, it's like, You don't know anything. You don't, (laughs) you don't know anything. Like we are children, toddlers, babies, just by simply saying, you want me to be successful. God, I know you do. You gave me this opportunity. What does it look like for you to do for me to do this business? You know, what does it look like for you for me to date right now? What does it look like for you to like parent my teenager right now? (laughs) You know, and just asking those simple questions, like, are we taking the time? Most people aren't. And then they're wondering why they're struggling. Mm -hmm. You know, I was able to um, pretty quickly exceed my um, former husband's um, income Because of this principle, and once we did, we were able to say yes to many, many, many opportunities because we had a residual income that wasn't reliant on um, changing hours for dollars. You know, we were able Mm -hmm. to like create this this um, business that we could live anywhere in the world. We could say yes to social um, opportunities, uh, service opportunities whatever it is that we felt was a yes, we like moved forward and acted on it. And I feel like we were blessed because, you know, that desire was, was pure. Like we wanted to serve and make a, you know, an impact and a difference for other people. And so God, he honored that.
0: So we've been talking about, again, the, the success and the prosperity that you've enjoyed and you painted earlier a bit of this picture of having this opportunity to travel the world and, and, and uh, serve in unique ways and then this perfect life was kind of turned on its head as right. you said about two it's not been quite two years a year and a half ago you said
1: um well I mean it was starting to break down you know in 2019 um and then in 2021 was when I recognized uh there was a point of no return basically mm-hmm. and I yeah. and I filed for divorce so Um, so yeah, there was just a lot of trauma in the last, you know, few years of my life and with my kids. And I have a daughter who attempted suicide and ran away and serious depression. Um, you know, all three of my kids have suffered like tremendous, like amount of mental health, you know, challenges and, um, difficulties and, and yeah, we're, we're just like in a really deep place of learning and healing and turning it over to God every day. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah.
0: Well, and I don't know how much you're willing to share. I don't want you to share any detail that you're uncomfortable with, but I think, especially when we are living a a quote unquote good life, right? Mm -hmm. I think we expect certain things, even, even though we recognize and we know that the purpose of life is to learn and grow often through great opposition. But I think this probably just came at you from a place that you were not expecting. Did you ask yourself at any point, like, what did I what did I do to deserve this, God?
1: Oh yeah. I don't know that I said that question, but why didn't you tell me? Yeah. Because I am a woman of strong faith and I was receiving personal revelation in lots of areas and yeah. I was concerned about my marriage. I was praying about it, but I was praying. That we may be unified, that I may be able able to forgive. I was praying that I may be able to trust. And I wasn't asking like some of the harder questions, like, will you tell me why this feels wrong (laughs) or something like that? God continually honors the desires of our hearts. And when I asked him very point blank, why didn't you tell me what was wrong with my marriage? he said, there's nothing wrong with forgiving your spouse and fighting for the marriage you chose. And then he just said, "Um, I kept you in there until it was no longer like a good thing for you. And then he rescued me and plucked me out. I mean, there was a point where I thought, oh, I can forgive my husband. We can move forward. We can, we can raise our kids together. I think that we're getting through hard things. And then information was revealed where I didn't know who he was. Mm-hmm. I had no clue. like there was a double life kind of thing going on. And I was I was just horrified. I'm like, I don't know who I'm living with. I don't know who I'm married to, you know. And I was really upset. Um, in that regard. I was like, God, like I'm so close to you. Why didn't you help me? And he's like, I did. <laughs> you know, I did. like you and I are so close that I am your buddy, like I will always be by your side. And through the challenges, I, I never felt him leave me, you know, and even before, this is a really tender thing I can share is, um, so February 6th, 2021, I was in California with some girlfriends on a little trip. And um, I was in this boutique and there was this little like hugs and kisses ring, like XO, gold ring. And I felt very distinctly that I was to buy it for myself as a gift, a Valentine's gift from Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you're my beloved. Here's your Valentine's present. Buy it. So I did. And I don't usually just buy gold rings, you know, but it was just kind of like a little sweet, like tender thing. And I felt like an abundance of love from Jesus Christ. And then one week later, literally the same day, as when my marriage, like information exploded. And I, I was like, really Valentine's weekend. Mm.
0: <laughs>
1: That's when my marriage has to blow up. I'm never going to forget that. And Jesus immediately said to me, Oh no, no, no. You are my beloved. You are mine. I gave you your Valentine's last week. You are taken care of in every way possible. And I have you like, this is nothing to do with him. This is me and you this weekend, you know? Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. So now this year, 2022 Valentine's weekend, you know, like again, just feeling so much love from our savior, Jesus Christ. And, um, with me starting to date and stuff, it's been a really interesting thing because you start to get close to someone and then they disappoint you. Right. And then you're like your walls go up and you're like, oh, you know, and or they don't respond to you in a timely way or in the right way that you want them to or whatever it is, right? And you get like your little feelings hurt and stuff. And I had this moment like a couple of weeks ago, and I was like so was disappointed with this guy that I was dating and how he responded. And and then God was like, I needed this to happen. So that you would remember that you rely only on me fully and completely. I am your beloved and you are mine. Mm -hmm. And no one in the planet will fulfill you like I can fulfill you. And everyone's flawed. It's a human condition. And just love me. And there's this beautiful, beautiful song by Stephanie... And I'll just put it in the show notes. But her name's Stephanie Something. And it's called "No One Cares for Me Like Jesus," mm-hmm. and that song came to me. Like, go listen to it right now. And the lyrics are just incredible. And it's just a reminder, like He, He is everything. He is all that we need. And so, yes, like a relationship, a marriage, a partner, a boyfriend, a girlfriend, a child, whatever they can add to our joy, but they are not to be relied on, right? Yeah, It's a partnership with our savior, Jesus Christ, and then anyone above that. So so yes, um, I have had disappointments in life. I've had my heart shattered and broken in a million pieces and I could make a lifetime movie, you know? (laughs) Um, But at the same time, this is what we've been asked to do. Like Paul says, count it all joy you know, yeah. and look for the blessings in it. And I'm stronger now because of that journey and learning to forgive and not be triggered and, you know, just keep handing it back to Christ. You know, okay, this is not mine. This is yours. And
0: hmm. let go and let God.
1: That's right. <laughs>
0: That's what they say in 12 step. um, There was a great quote from president Uchtdorf where he said, following the savior will not remove all of your trials. However, it will remove the barriers between you and the help your heavenly father wants to give you. God will be with you. And you had said earlier that you've, you've healed pretty quickly after such a, I mean, traumatic heartbreak. Um, And I think we can we can say that is because you have chosen to give this to God.
1: Now, well, I was also given like really specific instruction, again, personal revelation, right? And one of the things that I was told, which I think can help anyone in any trial, is um, specifically divorce. but um, if I just fix my eyes on Jesus, right? And I was it was like compared to like the fast lane of the freeway. Like Kelly, you can be in the fast lane of the freeway if you focus on me. And I will get you to that destination of freedom, of like completion of what this ordeal can be. Or you can look at the wreckage and the carnage as you're driving and it will slow you down. It will make you miserable. It will be disgusting to you. It will be painful for you. It will, you know, all the things that that does, you know, we stop to look at an accident. You're like, oh, wait. Yeah. What am I doing? I need to focus on where I'm headed, you know. Yeah, yeah. Of course, of course, pray for the person who's injured, but that—that's not I'm talking about. I'm talking about like, where is your focus? Like, where is your direction? You know. And as soon as we we do that, um, we do go faster, and we we can quicken our learning, or quicken our experience, quicken our our challenge, um, overcome it, right? Mm-hmm, when we mm-hmm. focus on him. And then there's an amazing, amazing book called Um Forgiving What You Can't Forget by Lisa Turkhurst. Hmm. Um, it's Lisa with a Y. And Turkhurst is a little bit unique spelling, but you can you can find it. But um that book is specifically amazing for women who are forgiving, um like adulterous kind of you know, challenges. Yeah. Um, and moving through that, overcoming that. And that book I spent probably six months on it last year, reading it and then there's an accompanying journal. And it helped me heal exponentially because she just keeps giving you ideas of how to keep putting it back into Christ's hands. And she's like, you can forgive like the circumstances but then you need to forgive the triggers as they continue to show up the impact right yeah yeah so you're you know forgiving the situation that's one thing but then as the impact continues to unfold that's where it gets like kind of difficult on a day-to-day basis you know and then you've got you know kids that are affected or or whatever and so for me um that was a lifeline i love 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 that book and Um, another resource that I used a lot last year and, um, I continue to use it is Priscilla Shire, um, fervent is the book. And I'm thinking of the tagline. It's um, the tagline is 10 ways that Satan wants to attack you and your family. Hmm. And I love that. And then she has, um, a beautiful, um, accompanying, uh, Bible study. It's called armor of God. And so Priscilla Shire is a a wonderful, um, pastor that teaches you how to defend yourself against the, you know, the attacks of the adversary and, and focus on what's really important to you, you know, and, and to fulfill, yeah, your role on the earth and you can't be persuaded, you know, in, in all the ways that uh, Satan wants to distract you, so
0: yeah, mm, I love all of that, Kelly. Um, I, as you were sharing, I was thinking about my parents' story. For those of my listeners who have not listened to those episodes, I think it was episode six and seven, where my dad shares his story of uh, decades of struggling with sexual addiction, mm-hmm. and my mom's story of dealing with the associated betrayal trauma. Mm-hmm. One of the things that was so interesting about my mom's share was the the place of gratitude, the role that gratitude played in her life as she wrestled with a situation that she couldn't fix. Mm -hmm. My father came out three separate times, (laughs) came out or came forward three separate times about his addiction. And um, I think it was the, the second time that he came forward. My mom found herself in the temple and it was asking why and what, what do I do? It was less about why, but what do I do? What do I do with this situation? And her answer was on a number of occasions, be grateful. (laughs) Mm. And to be quite honest, she was a little bit, frustrated with that response yes, from God. I get it. <laughs> She's like, I, get I have it. a husband who, who is, you know, with prostitutes and you're telling me to be grateful, but that was her answer. And I'm just curious, what role has gratitude played in your life as oh, you've been huge. healing?
1: It's huge. I did a, a daily, I still do it often, but in that year of trauma and while I was the dismantling our marriage and divorcing every night we prior into bed I just wrote down five things I was grateful for just one line you know just like one word or anything and because then I would go to sleep it would just like put me in that state of like there are good things I can breathe right I can take this next step I can move forward there's things to like be happy about I mean I had a blessing very early on I mean days into me finding out all the information and it, it said there will be joy there mm-hmm. will be and I was like how how can there be joy in this and and I that I created it I, I found it God directed me to it and my life is almost irrecognizable from a year ago because um I was so intentional about creating joy And I did things that I might not have done because I wanted that to be of value, you know, in our lives and something that would, um, help us to get through, you know, those difficult days with a different perspective and create new memories, right? That's Mm -hmm. a big one for me, create new memories and, um, and like have things to look forward to. Right. So we, Um, we have a horse we have two ponies we have four alpacas and a year ago I didn't have any of that (laughs) and I live on a little five acre farm in Heber and I'm remodeling it and it'll be a retreat center it'll be a a place for people to come and have joy and to heal and I mean I want to have lots of happy memories here and make it available to other people and so I just know that God will use these experiences for good, um, not only in my life, but in my kids' lives and other people's lives. And it's given us perspective and depth and it's helped us relate to other people that we wouldn't have been able to relate to. And, um, just to like have compassion for, for those who struggle with sin, you know, and people who. Are supporting people who are supporting you know with that, and we all have challenges, we all suffer. You know, gratitude is huge for me, and I'm just so grateful for how quickly it can change your heart. You know,
0: Mm. yeah, well, Kelly, you're a marvel, honestly, (laughs) and I think there are so many people who, who go through hard things. And they become bitter, not better, right? Mm -hmm. Because they can't, for whatever reason, they can't see God's hand in the difficulty. People
1: get stuck. Yeah. They get stuck and they let the incident loop. Mm -hmm. And I went to a seven day yoga retreat um, in Costa Rica in December. And this woman who had a similar situation as me that happened five years ago, five, you know five years ago. And she said, no, when did your situation happen? I'm like, Oh, you know, like 2021. (laughs) And she's like, what you're doing so well. And I realized the biggest difference is I, I really, really did partner with God in the healing process, you know, and she didn't. And she's so like looping. Like I heard her tell her story to me and then tell like other people. I don't tell the details of my stuff because I'm not in there anymore. Like I'm, I am an observer of what happened. I'm not a participant anymore. Like I, I'm pretty removed from the pain and the suffering of it now. Mm. And people who don't do their work, they are in it like every single day, like tar, you know? And I'm like, I don't want to be in that Remember, God told me to focus on the destination, in the fast lane of the freeway. The gratitude and positivity, and Jesus—you know—that's the way.
0: And so, what words of wisdom would you share with someone who feels like they are in that tar, like they can't they can't shake free of the the trauma or the difficulty that they have experienced or, or are currently experiencing? Where would you point them so that they can start to see God working in their life?
1: Yeah, so first and foremost, like you, I would say, like, really, really attend to the wounds and like, don't rush anything. And like, if it hurts, it hurts, you know, and like, console those aches, you know, like, validate those feelings and journal all the pain. One of the things that I did was I wrote out negative words like in the sand of the ocean and let the water wash them away. But like there were some really ugly words that I wrote and like I was just like crying and crying at the beach and people were like having fun swimming and I'm like I'm not there. <laughs> yeah. I'm doing my own suffering, you know, and I I showed up every day in that last year and just what is ready to shed today? You know, what is ready to release today? And you know, just focusing on that. I want to get better. I had a, a vision and goal that one year's time I would be dating, and I I am. You know, and that I wouldn't even be able to date if I wasn't a healthy person. Like nobody wants to be with you if you're like bitter and angry. I'm not like that. You know, I share my story if it's like relevant, but it it doesn't really help anyone. You know. Yeah. And so I. Just feel like, um, yeah, to tend to the wounds, journal it out, and then start writing out your prayers. And just really, really like take the time to like choose your words and to think about what do you want to say to God about your situation and what do you want to ask Him and like what impressions are coming. And just get enough for that day, you know, you just need that enough for that day or that hour. You don't need the next thirty days, or the next month, you know, six weeks, whatever. You just need today, and then move forward to the next day, and then pretty soon you'll be like, okay, I'm doing so much better.
0: I wrote those things down just so that our listeners could get this list here. So, tend to the wounds. Mm-hmm. We often talk about you need to feel to heal. Yeah, so I think that's so yes. that's so important. Not to move, try to move through that pain too quickly. Um, to journal. There's, there's so much therapeutic value in, in journaling. And I think that's a very underutilized tool (laughs) for many of us, And we've, we've been taught by our church leaders actually to journal frequently. And I think that there there's more than just a, like a family history element to that. It's, it's about healing and being able to work through what you're experiencing and remembering and being able to see God in your Mm -hmm. life, um, write your prayers. That's something I've never done. And you know what? I'm going to give that a shot. It's I like awesome. that idea.
1: Yeah, because when you're tired, like you're not as deliberate. Yeah, you yeah, know. And so like take some time, even if it's nighttime, to write it out because it makes you think about what you're saying to God, you know? Yeah. And it can even just be a couple sentences, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
1: And just ask the next one.
0: And then you had mentioned to write down your impressions.
1: hmm
0: I think with this one, I've had to ask the Lord some, some hard questions in the last year, trying to figure out what next. And sometimes it's easy to not trust those things that come Mm
1: -hmm.
0: or to be afraid to act on them. I believe that when we get those impressions beyond writing down those impressions, we, we trust them and we start moving because I think so often we're fearful that maybe, maybe that was just me, but I believe in my soul that if we're on the wrong track eventually god will divert us back yes he, he requires us to act um on those impressions right. and we'll get better at discerning his voice as we do that so i think that's a really important practice of, uh, writing after we pray yeah. and then this daily bread peace kelly oh man mm-hmm. so important i think so often we're 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 wanting to know the outcome mm-hmm. for the next six months, or the next year, especially when we've had a heartbreak
1: oh, yeah. like you
0: experienced or the, the difficulty that you shared with your daughter who yeah. has had serious mental and emotional yeah. challenges.
1: Yeah. But, but even here, I'm just going to say, even in business, yeah, you can't predict the next six weeks if you're an entrepreneur. You know, right. and so what do you need to do today? Like, who's the top five people that you need to call? Because a lot of things in business is timing, right? Right, right. And, and so I feel like God will, will reveal what's necessary in the right time, in the right way. And he'll give us the direction. So whatever you're dealing with, you know, we just need for that moment, you know, we don't need the whole week.
0: And that takes so much faith doesn't it? <laughs> it always goes back to that faith. That well, faith
1: even case. like in this relationship that I'm in right now, this is like a little TMI, but like two days ago, there was a different answer than there was a date and answer today, you know? So I think that you just have to be willing to be like, well, okay. My friend says like, there's a direction and then there's a destination, your direction. It may be right, but the destination may shift, right? You know, and then sometimes it's the opposite. You know your destination and you think that you're lined up and then God will like, be like, hey, let's move that direction in a little bit different way to get there. Yeah. So just keep asking, you know, is it the direction that needs to shift or the destination that needs to shift? No. Okay, temple marriage, that's the destination I'm not gonna not have in my life or something like that. Okay, got it. Um, is my, the direction I'm headed in the right way to get there? Oh, it's not. You need to adjust. You know what I mean? So I just think, Um, you know, having those really powerful questions with yourself, being so brutally honest of like, where are you hiding? What are you ignoring? What are you not seeing? What are you not hearing? And then God can speak to you better. But if you're not willing to be honest with yourself, you're going to like take his answers and misconstrue them, or you're going to make them mean what you think they're supposed to mean. You know what I mean?
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, and, and it really, it's a skill that we learn to be able to hear God's voice, to, to discern his voice from other voices, including our own, uh, um, but the more we practice, the better we will get at it, and I think your story is, is evidence of that, that you, as, as we started talking at the beginning Um, you have allowed to let God prevail in your life through the the good things and the the successes and these really hard challenges. So I'm, I'm so grateful for you, Kelly, for your willingness to share some of your experience with us. Um, But before we wrap up, was there anything else before I ask you this last question that you wanted to to share that's come to mind?
1: I guess I just want to encourage everyone, like wherever you're at, um, whatever you're seeking, Just know that um, those answers will come and to be patient if it's not now, because sometimes I'm putting pen to paper and I don't really get a full download with God, but then I'll go in the shower or I'll go for a walk or I'll, you know, go for a drive. And then like a little idea will pop in and like, okay, I didn't have my pen and paper right then, but that was the answer that was coming from earlier. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So don't just like force it, you know? allow allow it to unfold in its natural way and it's beautiful the way that god wants to communicate with us can be so tender so personal so moving you know
0: yeah i love it i love it well our final question that we always ask at the end of this podcast is why are you still rowing and choosing faith in jesus christ and his restored church Mm
1: -hmm. Uh, because my membership in the church gives me strength. It gives me a, a, a direction. It gives me a community. It helps me to see that I'm not the only person that's trying to live these principles. And um, um, there's days where I'm like, I don't want to go to church, but I know that there's people there that will like, look for me, <laughs> you know, that want to, <laughs> want want me to be there and I'm grateful that they're there for me and I want to be there for them and I I feel like we just all need each other you know there's some days when our hands are lifting someone else and there's days when they're lifting us and and uh, we all we all want the same thing is to feel like our life mattered and that we fulfilled the measure of our creation and I feel like the gospel of Jesus Christ um, gives us those tools and helps us to feel empowered to do that. So.
0: Thank you, Kelly. You're
1: welcome. Really
0: appreciate you. Really enjoyed this time we've had together.
1: Thank you. Take care.
0: Thanks for listening to this episode of the still rowing podcast. If you would like a little daily motivation to keep rowing, you can find me on Instagram at Church of Jesus Christ underscore SR underscore podcast and on Facebook at Church of Jesus Christ SR podcast. Also, if you've been enjoying this podcast, if you would go to iTunes and leave us a rating and review, that would help us spread the word about still rowing. Thanks again for listening.